Hello, you're listening to The Good, The Bad and The Backlog, the podcast where in each episode we play a game from our backlog and hop on here and have a chat about it. I am your host, Adam, and today I am joined by my regular co-host. He was once involved in a threesome with Lee Mack and Bob Mortimer. It's Kieran! Oh man, that was one threesome to remember. <laughs> but who knows if it was a lie or a truth. Oh. Oh. Survey says lie. I was almost in a threesome once, I was just missing two people. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in a couple threesomes. I can absolutely believe it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a slut. (laughs) That's your slut voice. (laughs) It is. It's like like my my sex moans. (laughs) I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, remove that in, in the edit, please. Just bleep it out. That's filth. <laughs> all right. Edit has happened. Um, <laughs> all right. How's it, how's it going? What, what you been up to? It's been a couple of weeks. It has been a couple of weeks. How's your head? How's my head? Oh, well, you know, I got a, I got a little bit of the old drinkies in me last night. Uh, it was a bit of a mix, actually. I had some weird red... Merlot. I think it was Australian Merlot. I don't know oh. the difference, honestly. They all taste like cheap wine to me. Uh, yeah, and combining that with like some gin, so it really wasn't great. But I think uh, wow. after my morning walk to the sea, I, I felt a lot better. <laughs> That's fair to say. Well, you are turning into quite the alcoholic lately. I know. And you know what's even worse, man, is that last night when I kind of like got back, it was pretty late. And I was like, shit, I haven't actually finished the game that we've been playing. So I finished it off last night <laughs> while I was like partially drunk. Wow. Oh, I think I enjoyed it all the more for that, actually. Well, I can't really talk because I literally finished it an hour before we started recording. And I was cursing myself the whole time. I was like, fuck, hurry up. Fuck. <laughs> you could play that off as just you want it to be as fresh in your mind as possible. So this, it could be a good idea. I'm not like you're ever going to forget this unforgettable game oh it's already forgotten <laughs> we'll get into that later though uh but yeah as, as for my week um fairly standard i had a I had a job interview the other day though which i think i've actually got it at this point oh. um, i have the option of accepting it and quite frankly i don't think the pay is quite enough so i might just be like uh i think i need more money i have the experience so give me more money or i'm not taking the job um, yeah. And I will assert my dominance and they can just tell me to piss off or give me more money. Either yeah. way is a win for me. I think it's a it's a good gamble, so I'd go for it, I reckon. Plus it's the first job I've applied for in oh. like months, so it's a it's a high success rate. Well, for me, I've applied for like thirty jobs, received no interviews until a friend actually passed my resume on to her work and I got an interview that way. And then I went in for my interview. I was like, oh, yeah, this job is basically mine. And then the next day I got a phone call and I was unsuccessful. (laughs) I hate that, man. You have like good interviews or you think they go so well and then you just hear back the next day. It's like, sorry, we found some better for the job. It's like, what? Uh, You can never predict it. Well, I mean, (laughs) I know they definitely didn't because they were still recruiting. I think it's just that I, I bombed so badly. Apparently, without even realizing, and they were just like, nah, it's not the right fit. <laughs> and then, whatever. It's stupid, because the job is like $10,000 less than what my last pay was. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. I am so qualified for this. You have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, you don't want to settle for something shit, so maybe it's better off you not getting it. Well, um, I'm getting to the point now where I kind of need a job and any job because my rent is expensive. That's an issue for sure. Well, at least you have video games to <laughs> take your mind off all the pain and suffering. I don't even really have that because it fucking hurts my hands to play games oh, now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> man. Oh, Phil's bad, man. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. What? Uh, I watched this excellent documentary this week called Phil's Good Man. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but it's essentially no. the story of Pepe the Frog. Oh, that's interesting. You know the meme? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's super, super interesting. Like, I highly recommend it. It's uh, It goes really deep into the weird 4chan, how they adopted Pepe and turned him into this, like, alt-right figure and uh, helped Trump get into the into the White House. And, like, all the things that happened to Pepe over the years. And, the, like, they have the creator of the frog on there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like sad that this innocent little frog who just enjoyed peeing with his pants down is now <laughs> this like hate symbol used for for so many bad things it's uh, really <sighs> interesting and it's visually very cool because they have some really interesting animations and stuff kind of psychedelic at times but yeah definitely worth a watch it sounds interesting but i really fucking hate that like certain things are considered hate symbols now because did yeah. you know the okay sign is apparently offensive now and you're not allowed to do it wait wait Okay, like when you when you put your thumb and your index finger together to make an O, and yeah, the three fingers make are a little circle. Yeah. So someone on the internet decided that the shape means it's a WP for white power, so it's a racist symbol now. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, because some police officers in Australia got in trouble for doing the OK sign to some girls at a festival, which means "Are you okay?" And um, they interpreted it as, like, white power or something. And then- Well, that's like, them just being absolute dumb bitches. Yeah, but then they posted on, on the internet and then the internet got a, got a hold of it. And then now the police aren't allowed to use that symbol anymore, which is annoying because I actually had a photo on my Instagram where I was snorkeling and the, the symbol for are you okay when you're under the water to signal to your partner is the okay symbol. And I did that for a photo and I was hesitant as to whether or not I would upload the photo because I didn't want some super sensitive ninny there to be like, oh, you're making a hate symbol. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Ah, uh, screw that, man. That's, that's yeah. nonsense. Uh, I hate the internet. That, <laughs> that's the obvious symbol you do when you go diving and snorkeling and stuff. That's what everyone does. That's not going to change, yeah. man. That, that, that will die off. It's it's it a worldwide symbol and fuck that. Otherwise, you just have to do um like chef's kiss symbol instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just hoping that like at some point common sense will prevail and all this shit will just be erased in the annals, in the annals of history. Yes, in the anal history. Yeah, like a memory of Salsetta. Ah, yes. Well, interesting. <laughs> you should say that. <laughs> because we've been playing a game called Ease Memories of Cell Setter this week. Ease. Memories of Celsetta is an action role-playing game developed by Falcom. The game was originally released for the PlayStation Vita in Japan in September of 2000... <laughs> 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 
in 2012. And later in North America, it was published by Xseed Games in November of 2013 and released in Power Regions by NIS America in February of 2014. And there's also a PC version, and it was later remastered. Well, not remastered, but sort of like released on PlayStation 4 with slightly upgraded textures um, in Japan in May 2019 and the rest of the world in June of 2020. Um, Memories of Celsetta is the fourth canonical game in the East series, and it has an interesting past because it was actually outsourced to two separate companies back in the day in the 90s, and both companies made an an East 4 game. One of them was East Mask of the Sun, and the other was East The Dawn of East, um, and I think they were made for the Super Nintendo and some other console that I never had, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> But anyway, so <laughs> Memories of Cell Setter was like an amalgamation of the two, if I'm remembering correctly from the YouTube videos I watched. And yeah, replaces the canonical title in the series. Yeah, because this one was made in-house, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was made in a house somewhere. It was made in a house, yeah, in someone's basement. Yeah. The game follows the series protagonist, Adol Kristen, who has red hair, and not much personality. And he has been the protagonist in almost all the games, except for East Origin. Or is it Origins? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's the he's the main character in all the games. And he is also the main character in this game. And the beginning of the game, he has amnesia. Oh, what no. absolutely original idea right there. <laughs> I have never played a game where someone has had amnesia before. So I was in for a real treat this time. <laughs> it's amazing. I think it's because he's been equipping too many GFs. Am I right? Oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII reference. Oh. <laughs> um, I think it's probably from all the hair dye from dyeing his hair red. has leaked into his brain. And could be. erased all could the memories. Be. Yeah, yeah, that is a known side effect. <laughs> I want to say off the bat for any East fans out there, um, this game has gotten a lot of praise, and I've looked up a lot of reviews, and they're all very positive. So if you're expecting a positive review for this, you may need to readjust your expectations. Yes. <laughs> so if if East is very very precious to you, and you don't want it to be. Not necessarily insulted. I'm not going it's to insult gonna it. It's just going to be slated a bit, and I, it's not going to be that positive. Yeah. I didn't dislike the game, but at the same time, there's a whole lot I have wrong with it. I did dislike the game, to be honest. But we'll get into the, my reasons why. At the end of this discussion, I might change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I disliked it, but I can acknowledge the positives of the game. Yes. To start with, what the hell is with the name East? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I, I just, why is it called East? I, I just don't I don't like it, man. <laughs> it's one of those one of those things um, you just look at it like, how do I say that? Is it use? Is it Weiss? <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, let's see. Apparently, it's Welsh. Welsh? Oh, Welsh is a strange language. Oh no, or Dutch. Okay, well, they're both very different languages. <laughs> well, I just I just googled East etymology, and one of them came up with Welsh Gaelic or something. I have no idea. No, I don't know. I think it's like Gaelic or something. <laughs> it's it's not important. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not important, but I was curious, so I had to look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, because the name is so fucking weird to say, and I've never known how to pronounce it, I think that's one of the reasons why I've avoided the game altogether. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you ever just see a game with a weird title and you're like, I don't know what that is. It's strange and unusual and I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Combine that with a certain aesthetic in the art style. Like, uh, for whatever reason, uh, I am often put off when I see something just that is too anime-based. Uh, and often that goes hand in hand with having weird titles too. And so, mm. um, yeah, I tend to avoid them. But combine this with the fact that this is a PS Vita game and there aren't exactly a huge amount of action-adventure sort of games like this on the Vita led me to to get it and kind of be curious about trying it out. Right. Plus another, this, this is my first uh, East game too. So it was kind of another, I wanted to actually jump into the series and see what it was all about as well. Right. Yeah, because I've heard the name thrown around quite a few times and especially on some of the YouTube channels that I follow, which I'm sure that you follow as well, it gets thrown out in like top 10 lists and unknown or underappreciated series lists and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like hidden gems or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's one of Metal Jesus's hidden gems. I, n- I remember him and Reggie often saying how good East 8 was. Is that, is that the lacrimosa of Dana? Apparently that one is really good, uh, and maybe I'll check it out, I don't know. I was interested in that one, and I had been for a while, and actually East 9 just came out recently as well. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently that's getting really good reviews. I would be interested in trying 8 and 9, because they look like they're much better games than this. Yeah. Um, So they're probably a lot more user-friendly, especially for people who have never played an East game before. But this actually isn't my first East game. You played Origins, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I remember you talking about that, like when you actually played it a few years ago. I also think I said it a couple of minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have memory of that, man. <laughs> oh, your memory's fading like Celsetta. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did play it on the Vita right around the time when I actually got the Vita because it was one of those PS Plus free games, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yep. While they're still doing free Vita games. So, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll try it out. Apparently, it's an RPG. And I started playing it. I'm like, this does not feel like an RPG to me. It's very much like an old school sort of isometric action platformer type of thing with some level up mechanics, which is similar to an RPG. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was very, you know, I hate platformers. (laughs) But I gave this one a chance um, and I I did enjoy Ease Origins and um, it was okay like, I would consider it just a slightly above average game, whereas um, I've checked afterwards at, at reviews and they're like, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm like, I just don't understand why you guys love this so much. But OK. Yeah, it seems it seems very old school in its approach. Like, uh, maybe this isn't the best word, but something about it feels quite arcadey or even yeah. like um, actually it, in, a, in a way sort of reminds me of like the mana games uh, which you've got more experience of than i do but that's sort yeah. of a uh, world traversal and combat although it's a little bit more evolved in this game uh, it feels feels kind of similar to me i disagree well that's fair enough my experience is limited with that series <laughs> no it's fine i'm just i just mean that i think and we'll talk about the, the battle system in a little bit but I definitely think that the mana games are more in depth when it comes to the battle system because um, it's not just a one button attack. T- 
type of deal like it is here. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All right. So this was your first Ease game. Yep. Which version did you play? So I played the PS Vita version. I think I had a mm-hmm. Dutch copy. Don't know why. Uh, and Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I think I got it on eBay. Uh, no idea it was going to be Dutch. And then just like trying to read the writing on the back and was like, wait a minute. I don't <laughs> understand what I'm looking at here. <laughs> was it in English when you put it in though? Yeah. Yeah. It's completely fine. Had no problems with the gameplay at all. All English. And to be fair, even if it was in Dutch, uh, could have still probably told you exactly what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll be impressive because I can't tell you what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and you played on you played on Vita as well, right? I did play on Vita. There is a PlayStation Four version. I don't have it. I don't ever intend to get it. Although I do wish that I had it in instead of this one because it probably would have hurt my hands less. So something about the Vita yeah. and handheld gaming at the moment is not agreeing with me. Yeah, um, as I've mentioned previously. Yeah, the Vita is a little bit too kind of small and cramped and you kind of have to really uh, hold your hands in a, in a way that's a little bit uncomfortable after a few hours or even just like an hour of playing, at least for me. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, doing like long stints is kind of hard work. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Is um, It's fine for a little bit, but games like this that are a lot longer don't lend itself very well for longer sessions of play. So it's just that after a couple of hours, my hands go numb. It's just hurts yeah i mean to be fair to this game it's one of those sort of ones where you can just like jump in and out really easily because you can save anywhere so you can you can literally just like play for half an hour if you want and then take a break come back to it but i guess because we wanted to finish it for the podcast we kind of had to set a deadline and play a little bit longer than we might have intended or wanted to (laughs) i'll be honest with you I almost didn't finish this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you did say as you were like playing through the week, like I might not finish this and I would have been totally okay if you're not finishing it. I don't think you'd miss out too much. Well, the ending I got today was not worth the extra pain that I put into finishing it, but it was just a matter of pride because I yep. don't like leaving things unfinished. Yeah, that's that's me who doesn't finish games. It's like when I'm having sex, if I, if I can't come, then there's no point in doing it and I just get really irritated. I agree, man. You've basically not had sex if you don't finish. Yeah, exactly. And I will refuse to let the other person leave until I'm done. It might take an hour of jerking off and my dick will get red raw, but <laughs> unless I come, they ain't leaving. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. charging up your phone but not letting it get to 100%. Oh, oh it is a fucking crime to do that. <laughs> it should be illegal. It's like putting only $20 worth of fuel in your car. Yeah. When you should just fuel the tank up. It's a tease, you know? You're not filling it right to the brim. Yeah. It's like putting in the tip. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is perfect, like, metaphors. <laughs> I know. It's like taking a bite of a cookie and then putting the cookie back down. Taking a bite of the cookie and then putting it back in the packet. Yeah. It's like getting half a pap smear. A what? <laughs> I don't know. It's something to do with the vagina. Oh, a smear. <laughs> yeah. Like a smear test. I gotcha. We've gone off topic. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's like removing only one of your hemorrhoids and leaving the other three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> hemorrhoids uh, and ease have a lot in common. No, I don't know. I'm going with that. <laughs> no, keep going. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> They're a pain in the ass. Hey, hey. <laughs> I like that. It's, sim- How could you it's not simple think of that? and maybe accurate. And yeah. How did I not think of that? It's too It's too obvious. Yeah. I was trying to be clever. It is too obvious. Oh, well. Um, all right. Well, let's 
we said the setup is Adol Kristen has amnesia and he's in the city of I don't fucking know. He's in the city of Kaznan or Kasnan. Kaznan? Kaznan. Okay. Yeah, who knows. He's there and he lost his memories after traveling into the Great Forest. <laughs> and so he's got an old mate. <laughs> he's got a mate in the city who is like, "Oh no, have you forgotten who you are?" And he's like, I don't know my name. And then, I don't know, they have a chat to someone. They do some shit in a mine and then they go talk to some army woman and she's like, map the forest for me because people keep going in there and dying or getting lost. So, you're like, okay, we'll do it. And then you go off to the forest and explore, basically, and kill enemies and try and piece together what happened to Adol and get his memories back and visit a bunch of weird little towns and meet some... Bland people who join your party. Bland? Outrageous statement. Well, but you're totally correct. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of people that you wind up not giving a shit about. Uh, in fact, no, you end up just hating because they talk too much. Oh my God, yes. It's, I Look, I like RPGs a lot. I like them a lot. But <laughs> I like them a lot. I <laughs> <laughs> like my RPGs and I like them a lot. And I have the patience to read cutscenes and stuff like that when it's something that I care about or I'm interested in. Yep. This, and, and I, I normally hate people who skip cutscenes or skip through dialogue. It's like what, what we were saying earlier. It's um, putting the tip in, <laughs> you know, like not filling up the car all the way. Yep. It's not doing things the way that they're supposed to be done. And I am very much like, you need to pay the respects to the game and pay attention to the story. But this game, I fucking was like mashing that fucking X button as fast as I could to get through these cutscenes because they were just talking absolute nonsense and nothing interesting. Yeah. It was just fluff dialogue. It's absolute nonsense. And the thing that <sighs> really annoys me is like almost every plot point is really obvious. You know, you can, you can yeah. basically see everything coming. And yet- you have to go through the process of listening to all the characters talk to themselves until they work out what's going on. Yeah. And it's, it takes so long that the actual dialogue speed comes up so slow and you can't speed it up or skip it that quick. Yeah, and you can't skip entire scenes. You have to, like, go through yeah. each uh, fucking text box by text box, pressing the fucking X button. Yeah. It just won't end. And then it gets to a point where some girl joins your party and has, like... <laughs> "Quote unquote humorous banter with another party member, oh, which is God. supposed to be like the comedic relief or whatever. And every time it happens, I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, five more text boxes of nothing. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous. I, oh. I, I, I like committed to almost reading everything for maybe like the first five hours or something. Maybe not even yeah, that much. I did too. And at that point, I knew where everything was going. It was so slow. I was just getting bored of it. And then I kind of started yeah. to stop." Started to not pay attention. I think, you know what did it for me? Yeah. Was there's these side characters that's like a commander or something. Commander Leo and Sancho Panza. Yeah. They're like these three little comedic relief characters that pop up and they're like, oh, look, funny Japanese anime stuff. And normally I, I can tolerate that stuff. It's not something that I appreciate very much, but I'm like, okay, you know, it's just part of the culture. It's going to pop up in RPGs occasionally, especially anime themed ones. But- they were so fucking annoying that I was just like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I know. Shut the fuck up. It, it was 
It was just like unnecessary. You really didn't need this. I didn't mind Commander Leo as such. His character was one of the more interesting ones eventually. But yeah, yeah, he has like two shining moments that I'm like, oh, great. You actually did something good. But everything leading up to that, I'm like, oh, you are fucking nothing character. You shouldn't even be in this game. Yeah, I just I don't really know who this game's trying to appeal to because at sometimes it's just kind of stupidly childish. And other times you think like they're aiming for an, a, an older audience. And I, I, just, I don't really understand. The writing definitely kind of makes it seem ugh, like it's aimed at a younger audience. It's tough to say. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely feels like it's targeted towards the people who grew up with the East games, but it's not matured in any particular way. Yeah. So it's like trying to capture an audience that is like grew up on East and is familiar with the fourth East game in the series, even though it was released like early 90s or whatever, which is what, 30 years ago? Yeah. So either mature your content to appeal to also adult gamers or, you know, make it as appealing as possible for newer younger gamers and i don't feel like this game in particular is like very user-friendly it's easy but it's not like i mean it's easy it's easy (laughs) um i don't know how to really describe what i'm trying to say other than if you put it side by side with other rpgs that have been released at the same time or even earlier it just doesn't stack up especially for me when i compare it to like Persona 4 Golden, you know, which oh, exactly. is an even older game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get why they haven't gone all the way. And I think apparently Ease 8 and 9 are there, but Cell Setter is not there. No. Not for me anyway. No, absolutely not for me either. Another thing, I think, like, the music doesn't help, and this is one thing which I couldn't really agree with, because I know that the Falcom music is often considered to be, like, really good, some of the best video game music around. Yeah. Maybe not quite that much, but it is it is admired. And for me, it kind of just helped, like, ruin the tone of the game, like, it made it feel unimportant, and there was no emotion attachment there, like, it was all very one note like this is it because it's like rocky yeah it was just like a, i guess it's not what you get in typical jrpg sort of thing just fair enough yeah. i mean they're trying to be different and have something going for them and it's not bad music it just doesn't seem to fit the the vibe and it doesn't offer any emotion to the to the scenes or anything yeah uh, compare that to i will just say like you know uematsu's final fantasy music which is often really emotional in certain important scenes. And in this one, it just there isn't that importance. And there's no like, yeah, it just doesn't offer any emotion to some of the scenes. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't think emotion is what Ease games go for. That's not like yeah, of course, yeah. their thing. I didn't mind music. I thought it was probably the best part of the game as far as just like general music playing while you're exploring the forest and killing enemies. That was good. I thought it was good. Yep. But bearing in mind, I'm playing on a Vita, so what do I do when I play on the Vita? I turn the volume down. <laughs> you put, yeah. I was just like, yeah, listening to podcasts or something while I was playing half the time. Yeah, it's just like one of those games where it's sort of switch your brain off so you can do other things at the same time. Yeah, it's a bit which, mindless. Yeah, like which in the past I've said is 
is fun in certain games. This one I didn't find it particularly fun. I was just wanting it to end. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it's too long in my mind. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. Definitely is. Which brings me on to another point. I know I'm kind of like switching between topics, but... Wow, whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the trophies and some of the trophies are like easily missable. You know, you can miss a quest or something or do a quest wrong, miss, miss the trophy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the like percentage of people that have got the platinum in this game is really high. And I was kind of shocked what? by that. I'm on the PSN profiles right now and it's... The trophy is 8.62% of people have the platinum, which means they have all played through the game twice, I think. I think you have to. I'm not sure if that's true. And, like, done all the quests, got all the treasure chests, all uh, all the maps been unveiled. There's a whole lot you've got to do. And it's just super surprising to me. Hmm. Maybe it didn't sell that particularly well anyway, but the people that did pick it up are fans of the game, so they played it to completion. Like it's a yeah. niche game, I would say. I guess, I guess, I guess that's true. Yeah, and I don't think the platinum is particularly hard. It's not hard, but it is a bit of a grind. Like it is going to take yeah. you. I'm going to guess somewhere like forty to fifty hours, which is far more yeah. than I'd want to play on this game. That's the length of what should be a regular RPG. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not not two times through. Yeah, true. Look, I don't want to shit on everybody's piece of toast, um, <laughs> but it's some statement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shit on everyone's toast because I know that the people that live, like this game love this game. I just don't. And it's really weird. And I f- I'm having this really sort of like conflicted existential crisis type of deal mm. where I don't understand what I'm not seeing here. That's like, where? why doesn't it compute? Because if everybody else loves it and it's an RPG, I love RPGs. Why is, Why don't I love this one? What is wrong with me? Yep. I don't get it. I, like, there are things that I know, if they changed them just a bit, would really improve my outlook of the game. And I'd enjoy it a whole yep. lot more. Even if it was just, like, in- increasing the speed of the dialogue or having a skip button uh, to, yep. so you can skip some of the cutscenes. That sort of thing would improve my playtime of it so much more yeah i still wouldn't love the game i think the general consensus seems to be that ease games you don't play them for the story or anything like that you play them for the gameplay and i heard that going in before i actually played it and i didn't think the gameplay was all that great well it's just a bit repetitive in my mind yeah but it's like mostly exploring and combat I'm cool with the exploring. The exploring is kind of fun. That was cool. Yep. But the problem is there's enemies everywhere. So you have to engage in combat no matter where you go. And they all respawn. And the, th- the issue I have with combat is um, when I played it for the very first time, it was fast and fluid. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, this can be fun. But man, did it get old real quick because it is a one button attack and something about like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like games should have a light and heavy attack. Yeah, maybe you if need they a just combo. A square for a light attack and then triangle for a heavy attack. That's, uh, it's a classic yeah. combination. It works. And it just yeah. just increases the the complexity of the game. Just that little bit makes it more interesting. Yeah, it was, it was just so basic and so simple. And yes, you get skills and you can throw them off when you have enough um, skill points to do it. And skill points regenerate if you wait just a few seconds longer before you attack the next time you hit an enemy. 
I get that. There's strategy involved in that. And there's strategy involved in the way that you dodge and you guard. Yeah. Because if you time it just right, doing a dodge, you can do a flash dodge or a flash guard if you're guarding at the exact right time and it has negative effects for the enemy. That's cool. But you're still just like mashing the fucking square button to unleash your sword on them. I want to be like, you know, square, 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 triangle. And then you do like a combo and then you do a different combo and then you do a bunch of different combos. Like it's an action game. You need to have variation in the ways that you attack. And I just didn't have any variation. It's so basic to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, It's interesting actually because I think back when I originally got this and I did try it out for probably an hour. Yeah. I was coming from uh, Tukaden which is another Vita game, very similar to Monster Hunter, that sort of style. Oh, yeah. And although it isn't quite as good as Monster Hunter, it did have, you know, good combat, lots of weapon choice, different combos. Uh, And I think I was looking on like a forum and they recommended Isis, another sort of Monster Hunter game. And I was like, when I got to it, like, this is not at all anything like Monster Hunter. Uh, So I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, But I did find the skills, the variety of skills, the variety of characters pretty satisfying and i do like the flash guard and flash move or flash dodge thing when you actually get them they are really satisfying and the benefits they have for for like i think you can get a critical hit as soon as you've done a flash guard or flash dodge or something like that it's it's pretty good and when you like kill a monster by using a skill you get a skill finish uh, it just feels kind of powerful feels pretty good i actually enjoyed that all the way through the game it was like the the satisfaction factor never really got too dull for me i was like this this keep keeps me going a a little bit (laughs) not me (laughs) yeah could have could have just done with that heavy attack or some combos yeah i just i i'm used to employing more strategy in the games that i play especially in combat yeah i'm not saying that there's no strategy in ease i'm just saying that the the type of strategy is not the type that i normally go for i like um, well, you compared it to a mana game earlier. Um, mana games at least have like elemental weaknesses and spells to cast and magic and special abilities and stuff like that. So there's like a variety of, oh, cool, I'm in an ice level. I'm going to like start using fire magic on all my guys or whatever. Like there's there's a, a sort of more of a way to uh, change things up. Whereas in this, um, I found myself playing basically the exact same way from start to finish, which is just like normal attack, normal attack. Wait a few seconds, normal attack, SP gauge is refilled to use a skill, use the skill. My special meter has refilled, use a special attack, flash dodge. Um, I almost never flash guarded, actually. Yeah. I'm more of a dodger. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dodging was much more convenient. Yeah. And then that was it. It was just rinse, repeat the entire way. And so I, yeah. I got very tired of it. I did switch up through the characters, though, because I started getting trophies for using characters for a certain length of time. So I was like, okay, I'll see if I can get all of them or most of them. And I did. I missed maybe two of them. How in the hell? Didn't you have to spend like five hours with each one? Oh, is that what it is? Oh. I think so, yeah. Uh, well, I got, um, I got Adol. Uh, he was the first one I got. And basically, as soon as I got that trophy and I checked it and read what it was, I was like, ah, okay. So I stopped using him and used Kana. Yeah. The, re- the redhead w- with knives. Yeah, who is probably one of my favorite characters because she's from a, uh, she's long ranged, so I didn't have to deal with being up close and fucking shitty monsters. Yeah, um, <laughs> fucking shitty monsters. Fucking shitty monsters. <laughs> they, ha- yeah, they're, the monsters in this game are fucking shit. By the way, <laughs> most of them are very bland, and the design yeah. is not particularly exciting. It's it's very similar to Ease Origins. I had the same 
the same criticism, which was all the monsters are really basic designs and not very creative. The bosses have a certain level of creativity to them, I suppose, but not like off the scales or anything. It's all sort of pretty basic. Yeah. So the monsters are kind of shitty. Anyway, characters. I mentioned Kana. There are a bunch of different characters. Which characters did you like to use? Um, I pretty much solely used the the girls because you're a pervert. Because I'm a pervert, and I just <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see wanted to see the girls on the screen. No, I think they all had better attacks, honestly. Yeah. Uh, particularly Frida. She's yes. my favorite member of ABBA and also my <laughs> uh, favorite <laughs> combat character in the game because she had like these good kind of uh, wide area of effects, effect attacks so she could kind of clear out a circle around her or like a line in front of her. Uh, and she was really powerful and I just she had like a long range spear as well. So it's pretty good. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's also the, the fact that some of these characters have their individual skills. So for instance, Jurex, uh, sorry, Durin, he um, <laughs> has a skill to pick locks on chests. So when you're in the a world or, or a dungeon and you come across a treasure chest that's locked, you have to then get him into your party so you can pick the lock or... Kana can use her knives to dislodge like a boulder that's hanging from the air to make a, a path in front of you. That sort of yep. thing. So you kind of always have to be switching the characters out like that, which I find I annoying as heck. Oh <laughs> yeah, God, it was it was so annoying. Like you have the three characters in your main party that you're currently using. So if you need to progress in a dungeon and you need a specific character skill, like uh, you need to destroy a crack on the wall with Ozma. You need to open up your fucking menu. You need to go into the party menu. You need to manually replace one of your characters that you're currently using with the character you need that has that skill and then exit out of it and then use that skill and then go back in and then fucking rearrange it back to yeah. the way you like it. God, yeah. so annoying. It's stupid. What they should have done was just had it as artifacts, uh, which yeah. is another part of this game where you, you get these artifacts and by equipping them, you can then do something different. Like one of them turns you into a small character so you can fit through little little gaps in the wall that you couldn't fit through in your normal size. Another one make, makes you able to swim underwater to, to go down deep into the water. Uh, maybe if they just had a little artifact you could equip to help you pick locks uh, rather than having to switch out the party members. I don't know, that wouldn't really streamline things much more either way. But no, because it really of it, wouldn't. Because of the fact that like you would encounter locked treasure chests in most dungeons, I pretty much kept Durin in my party all the time. So yeah. generally, like when all the party members were there, I had, uh, I think, Durin... Kana and Frida. I, right. I more or less never used Ozma. I didn't particularly like his weapon, and also his character was my least favorite in the game. Uh, and I didn't altogether use Adel that much either, actually. Yeah. Adel? Adel. Whatever. <laughs> Adele. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> Good light. Um... <laughs> Hello from the <laughs> other side. Okay. Yeah, I, okay, I got it, I got it. Um, what they should have done for the skill stuff is they should have just had, once you've got the character, you can use the ability regardless of who your main character is. Like, yeah. if someone's in your party and you need to pick a lock on a, th- on a treasure chest, you can assume that the person is still with you then and there. So, just pick the lock and maybe have them pop up out of nowhere and do it themselves, but then disappear back into, like, back onto the bench. Yeah. Switching is just fucking stupid. Ugh. Anyway, it's just, it's a very 
old school, archaic way of doing things, which irritates me because even when this was released in 2012, we were already doing all this streamlined stuff. So it just, it's so far behind the times. It's sickening. It's outrageous. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's, it doesn't seem oh. to fit the experience too, because something like this, which is fast. Yeah. And like, you don't want to be taken out of the experience by having to go into your menu all the time, but that's exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Good point. Uh, it's, yeah. It's like an opposite factor from what you'd expect in this game. So, like I said earlier, once I got the trophy for Adol, using him for five hours, I basically benched him and then started using Kana instead. And then I was using Kana and Duran and Ozma as my main three until I got the trophy for Ozma and Kana. Then I benched both of them. And then I was using Duran and then Kalilika mm-hmm. and Frida. And I only managed to get Duran's trophy and then I missed out on Kalilika and Frida's. So... They were the two that I had left over, but those three as a party were probably my favorite or it was the most fun I had in battle was using those three at the same time. Yeah. Look, I didn't hate the combat the entire time. I really liked it in the very beginning when I first got a taste for it and then I hated it after that. But then at the very end, some of the final dungeons, I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, and I should also say I bumped the, div- the difficulty down from normal to easy. So, I was breezing through the last couple of dungeons. Oh, yeah. I did that pretty early on too. Yeah. I wish I'd done it a lot sooner because I, I kind of got to the point today where I was just like, fuck, I'm running out of time. I'm going to bump the difficulty down and hopefully speed through this. And I did. And the last couple of dungeons, on easy at least, were a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. You can just bleed, uh, <laughs> breeze bleed. through. <laughs> you can just breeze through them on easy. It's pretty satisfying. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be challenged in a game like this when I don't particularly like it. <laughs> just want yeah. to finish it quicker than I, as quick as I could. I like challenges in other games when they feel satisfying, but not when it's just like the only difficulty is it takes a few more hits to kill something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Did you ever have it when the AI would get stuck and they would just be running in a circle? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) A few times, actually. Yeah, it happened quite a lot with me as well. Yeah, so there are all these resource points along the map where it's like a a tree or something or a Mm -hmm. fucking rock that you can hit and then get minerals out of. And then the minerals come out and then they sort of fall on the floor. And then um, your AI companions will run over and pick them up. But for some reason, every time this happened, every time I had this glitch, it was when there was something on the ground and neither of the AI people could pick it up. And they just were like running in a circle around it, (laughs) like picking up for some reason. So, they looked like they were dancing around a fucking piece of gold ore. Yeah, I had the exact same thing. There was also times when some of those items that you get when you just like killed a monster, like the gold or the, the health points that you can pick up, you'd pick them up, but the the visuals of them would still remain on the floor. So, it would be like like you could you were trying to pick them all up. You had yeah. to pick them up, but then they were already still there. It was very strange. Hmm. Did you ever have where uh, your AI companions just suddenly stopped helping you in battle? Well, I actually noticed this at one point and I checked in the options menu and for some reason they had been turned to evasive rather than offensive. Yep. Do you know how it happened? I have no clue, man. I definitely didn't switch it myself, so <laughs> no. You did because I figured out how it happens. Okay. It's uh, the touchpad on the back of the Vita. Ah, oh, you're taking a piss. <laughs> nah. 
So it's like a motion where if you have like two, it's kind of like a trackpad on a, on a Mac or whatever. If you have two fingers on it and then you, and your two fingers are close together and you spread them out, that's like one thing. And then the other one is if your two fingers are spread out and you pull them in, it's another thing. So that's okay. like turns their aggressiveness on and off. So it's one of those annoying Vita <laughs> games where without even realizing it, the back touchpad does something and you're accidentally doing things without an intention of doing it. That's, that's very annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, was, it was very annoying because yeah in the last dungeon i'm like why the fuck are these guys not helping me <laughs> it happened to me in the last dungeon too it's like what's going on here uh, and also there was one time when i accidentally managed to zoom in way too much yeah and that was also a touchscreen thing that was the front touchscreen and that was literally me i don't know maybe just trying to touch stuff and something happened randomly uh, it took me a while yeah. to work out how to uh, to sort that out even though when i actually had it it was very obvious <laughs> Just on the touchpad thing, though, I do appreciate that the touchscreen was a touchscreen because it was so much easier for me to touch the menu icons than, like, cycle through with the D-pad and X. Yeah. So, I was a fan of that. Yeah, it worked really well. Yeah, just to get to the yeah. main menu and check the map, that sort of thing. One thing that I wasn't a fan of, speaking of the map, <laughs> is holy shit, is it big? It is. And I got lost. Yeah. So frequently in the early game. Yeah, I, I didn't get too lost, but there were definitely times... Yeah, when it happened. <laughs> I think the the biggest, the biggest, well, the, the main time I got lost was when it was just Adol and Duran and you had to try and get to the Great Tree or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. I had no fucking clue how to get there. I had to look at a guide because I was just running all over the place, filling out the map and I was hitting a lot of dead ends and I'm like, what the fuck? That one's a weird one because the route to get there isn't particularly straightforward you really have yeah. to go like a roundabout route and i wasn't so bothered because i didn't want to get there i wanted to do the rest of the map as much as i could before i got there and by doing that i ended up at the tree anyway so kind of worked out yeah. but i know what you mean that part was a bit confusing yeah i mean i'm i'm all for like exploring and beefing up the map and all that sort of stuff that's fine but i was like at this point in the game i really just wanted my third party member because i felt like i was making too much progress with just two people when i needed when I wanted to have a full party. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so that was annoying. And the other most annoying thing is the fucking fast travel in the first two thirds of the game. That, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so this is <sighs> weird. Like you have these monuments you can um, attune to and they are scattered around like some are in dungeons, some are at the entrance to a town and they're all different colors depending on the area. You might have like a green thing that you can you can only then walk between two of these green monuments, for instance. And it just means that when you get to, like, the tree, for instance, to, to get back to Kaznan City, you have to, like, warp two or three times to get to these different coloured monuments. It's, yeah. it's just a bit a bit of a faff. I mean, it, it gets sorted later on in the game when you can warp to any monument, no matter where you are. Yeah. But for the first half of the game, it is a bit tedious. Oh, it's so annoying. It was like the tube map or whatever you guys have in <laughs> yeah. London. Yeah, like in order to get to fucking um, Nottingham Station, you got to go through Cockle Dick and... Elephant and Castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. Piccadilly Fuckface. <laughs> All those weird stations. <laughs> like you can't just go from point A to point B. You got to go here and then you got to get a fucking transfer and then you got to get a special <laughs> exactly all that. day. Yeah. Yeah. Walk 15 minutes to get to this next station. <laughs> yeah. Piccadilly cockle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love Britain. 
um, yeah, so that was annoying as fuck. One of the other things that we haven't mentioned yet was the memories that you pick up as at all. Mm, yeah. This isn't this this feels like it should be important, but I just don't care about it at all. Yeah. Once I picked up the first couple and I realized that there wasn't going to be anything of actual importance in them. I mean, some of them is quote unquote important. Unimportant. <laughs> important. But in the grand scheme of it, because the plot is so thin anyway, <laughs> it it was not relevant. I mean, like, it's relevant to the plot, but the plot is so fucking basic that um, I just skipped through all of them as fast as I possibly could because none of it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all optional. And even if you don't get any of them, you probably still know exactly what's going on just as well yeah. as, as, as I did. And I got all of them. So, yeah, it was... It was a it was a complete waste of time. But to be honest, I because I wanted to uncover all of the map anyway. You end up finding them no problem anyway, uh, and usually they yeah. don't take long to get through. So it's another thing that's there. But yeah, I wish it had a little bit more importance to the story. It was a wasted opportunity because if this game actually had a decent plot, the <laughs> whole you know like uncovering memories bit by bit would have been a really good way. Or, or mechanic to flesh out the whole world and stuff. And I suppose they tried to, but it wasn't really a world worth being fleshed out, I suppose. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It's like a chocolate lava cake, but when you put your spoon through it, there is no lava. It's just it's cake. Just cake. It's, just, it's just dry cake. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> Borderline criminal, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, another thing... Uh, I'm going back to the dialogue here. Okay. For one... The whole dialogue comes up in a similar way that to Persona, I would say, right? So it's like half visual novel, as in the kind of like uh, manga version of the character comes up and then a text box underneath him. Oh, you just mean the character portrait? The character portrait, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that style. Oh. Uh, I liked it in Persona, but for some reason in this game, I just really didn't like it. And I think <laughs> it was just the way, like, when some people were upset or whatever, they would close their eyes and it would be like, oh, no, little Ozma's upset because he's closed his eyes. It just annoyed me. I think that's maybe me getting a little bit too annoyed about something that's really not that important. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't like this. That's a little pedantic. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm I'm full of weird pedantic things. It's a, uh, You know what? I never even noticed it. Like, I knew that the character portraits were there, but I paid it no mind because it's just such a common thing in basically all RPGs anyway that it's just there. And I'm like, all right, this is part of the thing. And then my, my brain just, like, ignores it. <laughs> I was too busy skipping the dialogue anyway. So. Yeah, I was doing the same at some point. I was like, ah, you know, the one way I can not be annoyed about this is by not even looking at the screen. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. to the point where I'm like, oh, great, a conversation's happening. Then I would literally either get my phone out and go on my phone or watch the TV and just tap the screen to progress the conversation. Yeah. Oh. And I want to defend defend us a little bit to any fans who enjoyed the game or whatever and want to like uh, appreciate the story. That's great, but I gave it a fair chance. I gave it a good 15 hours before I started like skipping dialogue and stuff. There's a part like halfway through the game where the, the story starts to pick up and I was like, oh, Okay, interesting stuff is happening. And then it very, very quickly stopped being interesting again. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. And that's when I started skipping the dialogue. So <laughs> I gave it a fucking more than ample opportunity to keep my interest. And it just didn't. So, you know, it's It's sorry. a shame, man, because I don't think it would have taken like too much for me to be quite invested in this game. Like I wasn't yeah. ever totally bored of it. It was like always just on the brink of being good and 
it just didn't quite reach that that uh, that turning point for it to be good. It was, a, it was a real shame. Yeah, I think I'm the opposite where I was always on the brink of switching it off, <laughs> having it be really bad. I'm hoping, so Falcom, I don't know if this is like their flagship title or whatever, but they're also responsible for the Trails of Heroes games or Trail oh, yeah. of Heroes games. And I'm very interested in trying those out at some point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm hoping that it is, and I have heard that it is drastically different from this. So, maybe, I'm, I'm guessing that Falcom is relatively good at what they do. It's just that this particular thing, this product, this game, this shit on toast is not <laughs> my flavor of shit on toast. Yes. I think I yeah. think that's the same for me. And I'm pretty curious to try out the uh, Trails of Cold Steel or Legend of that's it. Heroes. I forgot what they're called. There's- uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I- <laughs> Is that the one with like the military school sort of thing? Yeah, apparently they're really long and very, very good in the plot department. Yeah, so um, yeah, sadly the I haven't got any of the games, but I would definitely like to try them out. I have got the first three and I haven't nice. played in any of them yet. <laughs> well, I hope you like them. I've, oh, I fucking do too. <laughs> I think I will. From, from what I've seen, I think I will. Yeah. I will certainly like it a lot more than I liked Ease, so... Yeah, this was mm. a bit of a bummer for me. Yeah, I'm going to, like, I'll mention the side quests now because there were a few that, although I, I can't say I enjoyed them, I just liked the yeah. variety. Like, at least they weren't all your standard fetch quests. I mean, there were some of those. But there were, there were like, some attempts to do something different, like the, the one where you had to be a merchant, for instance, or the one where you had to have a duel with Durin. Quite like those ones. They kept things a little, a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, like, props props for keeping it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> That's like two out of 20. Oh, I know. Some of them are really trash. Like the one where you have to find the uh, the chicken. Uh, I don't even... I don't think I even did that. I didn't get, get all the quests. I, <laughs> at some point, just gave up on it. And I was like, nah, fuck this. Bullshit. <laughs> Remarkably, I did manage to do them all. You know what? So, I would have done them all, but because certain quests come up as urgent, and if you don't pay attention to them and get them done before the plot progresses, they're gone for good. So, you lose that trophy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I missed out on, I think it was three quests in one of the cities where I just didn't bother checking the, the board. And then at that point, I was like, well, I don't have the trophy and there's like another 10 hours of the game left. So, fuck the rest of the quests. I'm only going to do the ones that give me money and then I'm going to just keep going. Yeah. Because there are- there's materials and stuff you can get to craft stronger weapons, but I never felt that the weapons in the store weren't strong enough to do the job, so I didn't feel the need to get any sort of stronger weapon or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I briefly read the trophy roadmap thing before I started this game just out of interest, and mm-hmm. it said, don't ever buy weapons, you'll always find <laughs> good weapons on the map or in dungeons, uh, and that is a, that is basically what I found too. I never, never really had to use the synthesis or upgrading the blacksmith thing blah 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 to like increase my weapons too much because i mean play on easy definitely helped in that regard but everything was dead pretty quick even the bosses i didn't really have any trouble with except for the um guardian of the forest who i never even actually defeated um yeah i think i ran into him as well when it was way too early and i was like i'm out of here yeah (laughs) obliterated (laughs) yeah I did have some trouble with the bosses, but I was playing on normal for the first half or first three quarters. Uh, So, a few of them were really challenging for me, but I managed to get through them anyway. I think maybe one of them killed me 
twice and that was about it. Okay. And then I bumped the difficulty down and I won everything in one try. So, that wasn't too big of a deal. Yeah. 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 All right. So, any other notes? I think I've blazed through all of mine. Um, <laughs> you just mentioned that there is like, there is actually voice acting in this game. Oh, barely. <laughs> yeah. It was so minor. It was more or less like when another character was introduced, they'd have two or three lines of dialogue and then from that point forward it would be silent it would just be text it was just uh it was a bit odd <laughs> yeah i mean i hope they got paid a lot of money for their three lines of dialogue yeah three lines of dialogue and the audio is like incredibly muffly i think it was recorded underneath a bed <laughs> bit like me and my blanket forts <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have the volume up when people started speaking, but then once I'd heard like one or two lines, I was like, all right, let's just going to bump the audio back down because I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this game could have done with a lock on? Um, No, because I think the cam- because the camera is fixed and you can't move it, that it wouldn't really matter. Maybe, I mean, you have the boss fights, which are generally in like a circular arena though, so- Having something like that would be kind of nice. But I think the characters have this, like, uh, aim assist sort of thing going on where they, if you're tapping square, they will then direct their attacks to the nearest enemy regardless. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I noticed this particularly when I would, like, go away from an enemy to attack a, a mineral spot, for instance, and my character would then, like, turn around to attack the nearest enemy rather than the mineral point. <laughs> Just a little bit irritating. Yeah, I had that a couple of times as well, but I mean, I think a lock on is the least of the combat's problems. <laughs> uh, I've got my most petty note uh, thus far, which I'll mention and quickly move on. The oh, here we go, here we go, folks. Uh, Brace yourselves. The item music when you pick up a key item is too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually thought the exact same thing. I just didn't make a note of it. <laughs> It happens so well, often, and I was just like, I've got to deal with this. I just want to get on and play the game, because you have to wait till the yeah. music finishes before you can continue. It's like, ah. Oh, my God. I just want to keep unleashing on it. Like, I'm so pissed that people, like, praise the shit out of this game. Oh, my God. It's so, like, painfully mediocre. It shits me to tears. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's honestly it. It's painfully mediocre. It's just incredibly okay. Yeah. Quality-wise, it's very mediocre. Personally-wise, I fucking did not like it. <laughs> yeah. There's just... There's, there's a lot more that I didn't like about the game than what I did. I mean, I quite liked the... the graphics like a little bit i mean i liked the the world like sometimes you would get up to a to a high point and that would be overlooking a town in the distance so you kind of know where you're going i, I like that aspect i mean it's nothing yeah. overwhelming and it doesn't blow your mind it just kind of keeps you a little bit intrigued about how you get there and that sort of thing i did like the exploration as well for the most yeah. part yeah yeah it was, it was, that was quite good one of the better features for sure but how people can can really like fall in love with this series i i mean i cannot understand it at least from my um from my time playing through this game anyway yeah i'm in agreement and every review that i watched because i was 
trolling the internet, looking at every review, trying to find anybody that shared the same opinion as me. And I couldn't find a single one. It was just like unbridled praise, eights out of tens, nines out of tens. That's absolutely insane. I think I think I would give this like a solid five or six. Yeah, I was going to say if I was being super generous, I would give it a five. Yeah. If I was being petty, I would give it a three. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Yeah, having a bit of a crisis right now, I can tell. Yeah, I, I just want to... <laughs> I, it actually makes me want to lash out. I think I think we should just... Uh, well, I don't think we recommend the game, right? No, I don't recommend the game. Unless you're a, a solid Ease fan and you haven't played this one, but you probably have. So, uh, yeah, do what you want. Do what you want, people. <sighs> okay. I would recommend that you try Ease Origin because it was free on PS Plus if you have it free i'm not sure it was by the way i don't i don't have it oh it 100 was because i did not spend money on it let me check right now because if so i'll probably play it <laughs> and it's uh cross cross compatible with uh playstation 4 so okay ps4 and vita um in any case if you're going to try an ease game and you have that one for free try that one because that was uh, above average uh action platforming with slight rpg elements Although, if you are interested in the newer ones, because I'm interested in the newer ones, um, I think eight and nine are probably good places to start. But whatever you do, don't go for self-setter first, because it seems like the awkward in-between phase of, like, teenage and adult. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. the fucking pimply, braces, headgear wearing, <laughs> weird tufts of body hair poking out of weird places on your body before you actually mature into adult. So I would say eight and nine are probably the adulthood section and Celsetta is the pubescent cocoon with sweat and pus and stinky gonads. Yeah, well, actually that's on the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the back of my box. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I'm, I agree with everything you've said. That, that's yeah. my thoughts too. Um, yeah, let's start talking about it. Should we go over our PS uh, wrap-up for 2020? Um, yes. Uh, so recently, you might have had an email if you've got a PlayStation account saying that your 2020 wrap-up of like games played and all your stats from the year 2020 will have been released. So we've looked through ours and we're just going to go through ours and compare them right now. All right. So I did mine last night and I take I took a bunch of screenshots of it. I just yeah, I just wrote down the stats. Oh well I'm looking at the photos. So Okay. How about we start off with how many games we played in twenty twenty? How many okay. games did you play? Uh, I played sixty five. Fuck. I played thirty. Yeah. Bear in mind, I am not exclusive to PlayStation. Yes. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how they work it out, like whether it's just PS4, if it includes PS3 and Vita as well. I don't know, because I definitely played a lot of Vita games and stuff like that. Yeah. That's all right. So, there's top three games as well by hours. Let's start with number three. What did you get for number three? So, my third most played was Horizon Zero Dawn, uh-huh. which surprised me because it said I played for 48 hours and I'm... I'm almost positive I played for a whole lot less than that. But either way, it's it's my number three. Wow, okay. But um, I, I reckon that that must include not just your save file, but like how long the game has been open and active on the system, I reckon. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, my number three was actually Code Vein. Oh, right, okay. Which is the, the anime Souls-like. I know the one, yeah. Yeah. I played for 73 hours, apparently, mm-hmm. which I would believe. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> 
interesting. Okay, my, my number two, which I had almost forgotten that I played last year, yeah. was No Man's Sky with uh, 51 hours. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, my number two was Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. With 74 hours, apparently. What? Yeah. That's insane. I don't know. Did you have it, like, on in the back? Like, did you maybe have it in the background open while you were, like, on Netflix or something? Uh, I th- I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that when I turn my PlayStation 4 off most of the time, I just switch it to rest mode. So, I'm wondering if the app is still oh. technically open during rest and it's counting hours that way. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I more or, s- more or less never use rest mode. So, oh, I have to charge my controllers. That's why. I just I have two controllers. I just switch them around on the charging cable. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I have two controllers in a dock. So, I just put one in the dock <laughs> right. and it charges when it's in rest. Mm. Anyway, so apparently 74 hours, but I swear to God that my save file was something like 46 maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I was thinking you would be like in the 40s as well. Mm, nope. Hmm. Nope, nope. So, what's your number one? How how much higher is it? Number one. Uh, have you have you, have you you got a guess? Um, It's not much higher, honestly. Final Fantasy VIII? No, it is, in fact, Witcher 3 at oh. 55 hours. Oh, that seems like nothing. I, I don't think that, that is... That's not my whole playtime. That must be just what I played in 2020, I think, right? Because okay. I would think it's probably closer to 100, but All right. I don't know. All right, well, do you want to guess what mine is? Um, it's one of the episodes that we've previously done. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I hope it's something really shit like Never Dead. Uh <laughs> well, wasn't on PlayStation that's a full boyfriend. <laughs> no. Um, okay, no, just get gone. Final Fantasy twelve. Oh yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, with ninety four hours. Oof. Yeah. So I did my time on that game. Yeah, mine might be if if I hadn't uh, played it a few years ago, mine would probably be top of last year too. Actually. Yeah. Okay, what was your top genre? Because I've got action-adventure. Yeah, same for me, but <laughs> the hours surprised me. Apparently, it's 446 hours. Uh, that sounds about right. Mine is 288 for top genre hours. Mm, interesting. Okay, yeah. what about total hours? Total hours for 2020 was 678. <laughs> I beat you by a little bit here. Um, yeah. Total hours, 1,445 which okay. is outrageous, but I have since learned that uh, I think they are counting things like Netflix as well. So there's right. going to be a whole lot of streaming and stuff on there, not just gameplay. Okay. Well, not to mention, again, PlayStation 4 is not my only console. Also yes. play Switch, exactly. 3DS, and, yeah. and Xbox One. And 2020 in particular, I was playing a lot more Xbox games than I was PlayStation because I had gotten the console in 2019 i was like you know what i've got this so i need to you know if i had a choice between either a playstation 4 title or an xbox one title i'd lean more towards the xbox one to get more use out of the console gotcha yeah anyway so of those uh 678 hours the amount of hours played locally was 657 and the amount of hours played online was only 21 so, 97% of the time I played basically single player and the 3% of times I played on online games. Yeah, my online was at 78 hours and local was 1,367. Okay. <laughs> Days played in 2020. I'm assuming yours is going to be like 365, but- No. Mine, mine is 127. Okay, mine's 202. 
Okay. Which it sounds about right. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm splitting my attention between consoles, that sounds about right. Yeah. And my top day of the week is apparently afternoons on a Sunday. Oh, mine's very close. Mine's Sunday evening. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's the prime time, of course. Yes. And total trophies earned in 2020. You go first because yours. Actually, maybe let me go first because mine's going to be smaller than yours. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I th- I'm going to guess you've got more plats than me this year, I think. Uh, maybe not necessarily. I got 616 total trophies. Okay. <laughs> and of those, it was only four platinums. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And you? Uh, I got 1,036 trophies. 769 bronze, 185 silver, 70 gold, and 12 plats. Wow. Yeah. Don't remember what. Good for you. That's quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I put a lot less effort into getting platinums lately because I'm just like, "Uh, whatever, I'll just play a game to my completion and not worry so much about platinums. Yeah, no, me too, honestly. I don't really um, go for them. I I can't quite remember what I got last year. I mean, I know I got No Man's Sky. Uncharted 4. No, I haven't. I haven't at all got that one. Um, oh. I've got Jurassic World Evolution. I, I mean, I actually finished the crushing playthrough on Uncharted fairly recently, but there's so many more trophies. Shadow of get. the Colossus. Yes, Shadow of the Colossus. That's another. Uh, but didn't you get like Deadly Premonition? Uh, that was on Xbox. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you've probably got like, I don't know, similar amounts of 100%, shall we say, rather than just plants then. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I know that I definitely didn't finish a lot of games to 100% completion trophy-wise or achievement-wise. And most of the games I think I played in 2020 were actually Nintendo games or games on the Switch or 3DS that don't even have trophies. So, hmm. well, oh, that's all oh, right. I know we we both would have got a way out platinum. Oh, yes, we definitely got that one. Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, I definitely got that one. Um, oh, actually, come to think of it, if it's only counting PS4 games, then it wouldn't have included Infamous 1 and 2. It's It's definitely counting all consoles. Oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then I've just... No, no, that's not possible because I got my platinum in Code Vein. I got a platinum in Infamous 1, pa- platinum in Infamous 2, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, A Way Out, and what was that other one? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, maybe that's it because that's four. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, man. I'm on, the, I'm on my PSM profile here. Uh, I got Conan Exiles, Ugh. all the Jack and Daxter games. So that's three right there. Kingdoms of Amalur finished off. Got the Book of Unwritten Tales again. Uh, no Man's Sky finished that one off. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2. Uncharted 3 on PS3, which apparently took me eight years and six months to platinum. Jesus. That's quite a long time. So yeah, that all adds up to 12, I think. Oh, Platinum and Erica? I never I never finished that one. I did, apparently. That was a bit too slow for me. I might go back to it. Um, so my... Looks like my 2020 Platinums were Horizon Zero Dawn, Erica, Code Vein, uh, Infamous 2, Infamous 1. That was 2019. All right, never mind then. <laughs> mm, I think I'm going to, of the recent games I've played, I'm going to try and finish off Final Fantasy VIII because I literally only need one more trophy, which is to kill 1,000 enemies. Oh, that's uh, easy. And last time I checked, I'm like halfway there. So I just need to sit down and grind for like several hours, which at the moment I don't want to do. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So now that that's done, what are we playing next? Do we decide what we're playing next week or next episode? Yeah. The next one we're going to be covering is the Hideo Kojima classic Metal Gear Solid. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. 
and I'm not playing the original. I'm going to be playing the GameCube version Twin Snakes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I will be playing the digital version of the PlayStation 1 edition, probably on my PS3. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do GameCube. So, it's technically a remake of the first game. Yeah. But I'm also going to watch a playthrough of the PS1 game so I know what's different and what's not different. And then we can basically just chat about the differences between the two versions. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm glad you reminded me of that because I actually completely forgot what the game was. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. I guess that's that then. Our socials are... um, Our socials... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our socials are Twitter at Bad Backlog, Twitch at Good Bad Backlog, Instagram at Good Bad Backlog. For merchandise, you can go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash Good Bad Backlog. There is a YouTube video, a YouTube channel, The Good, The Bad, The Backlog. I'm going to stop mentioning that because I'm not going to be doing anything with that for a while. <laughs> Um, and you can find my nudes at, uh, onlyfans.com slash big hairy balls and tight punani. Wait, no, that's my username. <laughs> oh, that's right. My username is squashed peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> All right. Let's thank our sponsors. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I'd like to thank our main sponsor this week, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Excellent <laughs> band. Uh, thank you very much. I would like to thank our other sponsor, Eddie Izzard, the Lizard Quizard. <laughs> <laughs> lizard Quizard. <laughs> Harry, you're a quizard. <laughs> um... Yeah, he and I made some very good memories in Celsetta. It's a shame they all got forgotten and turned yeah. into blue orbs. Uh, well, my memories of Celsetta are already gone, so um, let's uh, wipe that from the slate and start Indeed. fresh next episode <laughs> yeah. with Metal Gear Solid. It will certainly be a nice change of pace. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again in the next episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.